0: What's your takeaway? Because the S&P 500, right? A new record. We're seeing some of the names and earnings doing well. It's been a little bit of a mixed bag today, but what's your overall take at this point?
1: Thanks, Nicole. Nice to see you too. I I think we need to avoid some of the noise that's going on during earnings season and particularly with a lot of headlines out there. Keep in mind, there is 95% of stocks in the S&P 500 above their 200-day average. That's one of the strongest readings we've seen Over the last 40 years. So what what does that mean? Uh, A, this is not consistent with a major top that could form from here. Of course, corrections can come along the way, but you want to be a dip buyer here. Uh, You know, perhaps returns are not going to be the rocket ship we've seen over the last year, right? But overall, the structure of the market is still in pretty firm shape with this participation uh, underlying the indices.
0: When you talk about um, what's going to lead the way, because as you made the point, right, more than 90% of the stocks are above the 200-day moving average, you know, that's great. If you've been in the market, right, this is where you maybe take some profits. But now when you look at what could be the leadership areas, I know you have some stocks that we should watch, but just the big picture here on what could be the leader, it's very hard to know at this point, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of inflection point, right? Some of our risk barometers have paused over the last few weeks. But what we like is that discretionary is still in the driver's seat, right? Especially versus consumer staples. High beta stocks like financials and industrials still generally acting well. Copper in terms of the macro environment still very strong, especially relative to gold. And perhaps what's most telling is that even as yields pull back over the last few weeks, and I know they're trying to turn higher here, You really didn't get any outperformance from consumer staples or utilities so defensives remain off the leadership playing field that's what's ideally the most important Mm -hmm. takeaway so maybe there's bumps in the road for the market over the summer but you want to stay involved in these cyclical risk seeking groups like discretionary like industrial energy and financials right stay involved in those places
0: and the sentiment you know you say is important people didn't run for the hills or get super nervous um, tell me about some of the stocks you're watching. I know you're watching Amazon and Camping World. Tell me about those two names.
1: Yeah. So Amazon is interesting because it hasn't done anything for six or seven months. This is a huge name in the index. I wonder if the earnings tomorrow is going to be a catalyst to get this up and out. But the more important question is, does it resume as a leader? Tech and the Amazon-type names have taken the back seat to cyclical, So. We like Amazon from an absolute perspective, but it's the relative portion versus the rest of the market that's going to be key here to determine if we should be overweighting it again, uh, like over recent years. Staying in that sector camping world, much, much smaller name, was up a tremendous amount off the March lows. What we like about this name is that it's done nothing for the last nine months. It had a very sharp cooling period. And now it's breaking out again. And there's fuel to that breakout because the short interest on the name is about 15% of the float. That's high relative to other areas. So it's fuel for the breakout. I would guess folks are going to have to cover and continue to send uh, the prices on that one higher.
0: Yeah, as people are getting out and you know the weather is getting nicer, they've been in the home. And you know what? I was just looking at Winnebago because I had remembered that they were doing well, the company stock. And you know what? It's still doing pretty well. One year up 90%, uh, six months up 70%. So in the same realm, Um, not saying that it's one of your picks, but in the same idea there. What about UPS, right? A huge earnings report. Um, We're Hmm. watching FedEx as well. Do you have a preference between one over the other at this point?
1: I think if you're looking for one that hasn't moved yet, it's FedEx. But UPS is still a great chart, right? Phenomenal breakout yesterday. FedEx is almost identical in terms of the setup. We think it's just a matter of time before that one joins UPS going higher. So get involved with both of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. But FedEx perhaps the more timely of the two, we really like the setup for that name after a great run last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what about, because people are shopping, right? They're shopping online. We've seen that and that has to get delivered. What about real estate? You have uh, REITs on your radar, different types, right? One was office REITs. Um, and the other was more based on retail. Tell me about the REIT world and investing there.
1: Yeah, I think most of us think of REITs as defensive, right? It's real estate, you'll get the yield on a lot of the names. But within the REITs, there is a lot of cyclical and reopen type names. Simon Property Group, they deal with malls. Uh, ticker O, Realty Income, another mall related name. Boston Properties and S.L. Green are part of the reopen, right, because they run offices. So if you're looking to place cyclicality, in an area that's not overcrowded, like some of the discretionary and the industrial. Look at those names within real estate. They're improving, they're not as great as charts as some of the numbers we've already talked about. But again, just uncrowded spaces and a different way to play the cyclical reopen trade uh, over the coming months.